Is it on? Good. Um, on some good news? Good. The worship group is coming back. Yeah, so if you can put up with 20 minutes of my speaking, then the worship group will come back. I really was... Anyway, Monica's already said, and I say it almost every time I speak, it's just amazing the way that God brings together the different elements of the service. Of course, we might know what the title is, but they don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what they're going to sing. I don't know what the testimonies are going to be. And yet, God is moving in so many different ways. I'm just one part of what's happening in this uh, service and in this community today. And we really thank God for that. So anyway, <laughs> I ask them to come back at the end of the service. You'll see why as we progress through. And um, yeah, so there's more of them, more, more worship to come at the end. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trina's giving me the thumbs up, so that's good. The message got through. Uh, right. Yes, as uh, Monica has already said, today we're starting a new mini-series on uh, keys to effective praying. And I'm going to kick that off with Thanksgiving, where I'm going to be looking at uh, 1, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18, and Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Now, I'm not really sure why Monica chose me to start this series, as I seem to have many weaknesses in my prayer life, and I'm certainly not the prayer warrior that she or many other people in this church are. I know that many people here are ardent prayers. I see them here in church. I know that they, you know, even I would ring them up for prayer because I know that they are so committed to prayer. Yes, I pray every day in the morning when I wake up, in the evening when I go to sleep. We have our family prayers around mealtime together in the evening. I also try to remember the things that I have said. I remember you in my prayers so easily over WhatsApp or whatever. When we hear of an issue facing a friend or a colleague. But it's equally easy to forget that. Oh yes, I'll pray for you and then we forget. Especially when my Cells are getting as old as mine are. I'm also happy to say a prayer when requested a meeting or whenever, and to pray for a person who brings an issue to me in church. But I am not sweating tears of blood when I am saying these prayers, or even raising my voice. I just worship God, thank God, and ask God. Perhaps others of you here today have that same resonance as I've confessed the level of my prayer life. Hence, I'm sure that I need to learn as much or even more than I can ever give during today. And I'm eager to listen to these messages on effective prayer. But I have been given this topic, so let me try and share a little bit. Effective prayer through thanksgiving. Now, if we can move to the next slide. Ah, good, it worked. Take a look at these pictures. What comes into your mind? Does this include thanksgiving to God? Sorry, it's not the quiz yet. No answer. Yeah, yeah. Now, next one. Now take a look at these pictures. What comes into your mind? Does it include thanksgiving to God? Yes. 
It's harder, isn't it? Let us now read these two short passages that are guiding us today. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And our second reading, Philippians 4 and verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm sure there are a number of you in this room today, well, I heard, who are finding it hard to rejoice at the moment. Perhaps the sad images are all too real to us. We have lost a loved one. A close friend is sick. That dream job is just not coming. The rent needs playing. School fees are soon due. And all of these other personal issues of being alive in the world today that seem determined to to fight itself, determined to fight against us. Rejoice always? It's not easy. But the answers to our troubles is also contained within these verses, that one verse in Thessalonians, or few verses in Thessalonians. Rejoice always? What's the answer? Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. God's will for us in Christ Jesus. And that's what came out so powerfully actually in the worship this morning to me, but I knew what I was going to say. Let's spend a little time reflecting on these instructions before, in Thessalonians before we go on to our second passage. So firstly, pray continually. My mind is taken to the Jesus on the cross. Luke 23, verse 34 says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Jesus knew very well all that he was about to go through on the cross. The pain and the abuse were nothing compared to the weight of our sins he was about to bear on his shoulders and temporarily being separated from God. But Jesus was fully human and fully God. He felt pain, he felt hurt by the abuse, just as any of us would be. But in the midst of this, he turns to prayer, not for himself, but for those who are punishing him. And he prays, and as we pray, for those issues and people that are challenging us at the moment, we will not be able to laugh, but we will be able to rejoice. Not in our own circumstances, but in the fact that we are in the hands of an almighty God, who is mighty and able to save. Luke 23, verses 42 to 43 says this, then, then he said, that's one of the thieves hanging next to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom? Jesus answered him, Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. When I finished school and started university, Graham Kendrick was one of the top worship songwriters in the UK. And I still think many of the words he wrote are truly God-inspired 
and hard to beat, but maybe that's just because I'm old-fashioned. In his song, Rejoice, Rejoice, the verse, third verse says this, God is at work in us, his purpose to perform, building a kingdom of power, not of words, where things impossible by faith shall be made possible. Let's give the glory to him now. We've been encouraged to pray continually in one of the testimonies today. God is listening. God will work out that impossible thing in our lives. The second thing, so pray continually. The second thing, give thanks in all circumstances. This is so easily said, but it's so much harder to put into action. I have to confess that many times I have failed in this regard. I have no doubt that God is with me, that he will see me through the situation, and when in looking back from the future, I may well be able to see a reason, or even some good coming out of it. But in the midst of that difficult situation, any thoughts of thanks are pretty low on my list of things to do. That is the trouble with preaching. Also often, all the fingers are pointing at me, even before I can start challenging others. But I think that we can all agree that giving thanks in all circumstances is pretty difficult. But although it may be difficult, it is not impossible. Otherwise, it wouldn't be written in the Bible. I quite like these three reasons to be thankful um, that a lady called Tamela Turbeville, I don't know her, but I found it on the web, gave for giving thanks in difficult circumstances. One, giving thanks replaces grumbling. Being thankful reminds us of the blessings we have received, big and small. Being thankful reminds us of the source of our gratitude. I thought those were good, and they helped me. Maybe I'll more quickly turn to Thanksgiving next time and giving thanks in all circumstances. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 25 to 27 and 30 to 31. Actually, it's quite a long chunk. You can even read the missing verses. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent the night and the day in the open sea. We wonder why we're complaining sometimes, don't we? But anyway, I have seen constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled, and often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. And then in verse 30, you can carry on reading the rest of those few verses. In verse 30, he says this, If I must boast, I will boast in the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. Okay, the context is slightly different as Paul considering boasting at weaknesses. But the end conclusion is the same to focus on in verse 31. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, whatever our circumstances. Whether you're seeing those nice pictures, you're going through those hard pictures. God is the same. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever. 
And of course, the well-known verses which first came into my mind before the poor one, actually, of um, Paul and Silas in prison, Acts 16, verses 23 to 25. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Sometimes when we consider this passage, I'm sure we all know it, we just imagine Paul and Silas being locked up and singing in the cell. But note that they were flogged, placed in the inner cell and had their feet fastened in stocks. In other words, they felt bruised. They must have felt the suffocation of being in that inner cell. They were bound and yet they were praising God. In the power of the Holy Spirit and with God's grace, it is possible to give thanks in all circumstances. And then finally from this, uh, not finally in the message, finally from this first part, God's will for us in Christ Jesus. God knows us better than our own father and mother. He knows every hair on our head. Actually, it's getting a bit easier for him in my case because uh, I had my hair cut the other, yesterday, I think. The barber almost gave me a reduction, but <sighs> maybe it just needs extra styling to cover up the holes these days. God actually knows us better than every hair on our head. And he knows our outermost being and our inmost thoughts. Psalms 139, 1-6 says this, Lord, you have examined me and you know me. You know when I sit down, when I get up. You know my thoughts even before I think them. You know where I go. You know where I lie down. You know everything I do. Lord, even before I say a word, you already know it. You are all around me, in my front and back. You have put your hand on me. Your knowledge is amazing to me. It is more than I can understand. Now, when I was reading through this psalm, I almost pasted all of it, because it's really brilliant. Go and read it after the service. If you don't remember anything else, remember Psalm 139, and go and take a read after the service. But even in these first few verses, it shows us very clearly how God knows us and covers us. And the psalmist could write this even before Jesus came to this world. And Jesus reinforces the words about the Father in so many places in the Gospels. But let me just share a few verses from the Beatitudes in Matthew 6 and verses 25 to 27. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not so much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your lives? Okay. You thought I'd forgotten the quiz time? Here it comes. Do you remember the words of our first passage? The one that inspired these three thoughts? What book? Be brave. Shake, shake. Who's it? Put your hand up. I can't see you. 
Yeah, Thessalonians? Anyone brave enough to recite it? No, 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 no you. Uh, don't read it, dear, dear me. Uh, Moira's crying. Yeah? Re rejoice always. <laughs> okay, continue. What's next? Uh huh. Yeah, and thanking him through Christ Jesus. I think it's worth, uh, worth the price. I'll just read it to you. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I'm glad in a... Uh, here we are. So this is Uganda chocolate today. No Skittles, American stuff today. This is real Uganda chocolate. So Harriet doesn't like it at all. She says it's too bitter, but... For those chocolate connoisseurs, I'm sure it's uh, wonderful. Thank you very much, yeah. So 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, you thought that was the end of the tough stuff, but, <laughs> but the challenge doesn't decrease when we read our second passage. But as with the Thessalonian passage, it has the challenge, but also a promise. In Thessalonians, it was God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And now in the Philippians verses, it says, now a peace that transcends all understanding. Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, on to our second passage for today. And the challenge to be thankful in all situations remains. We have already talked a bit about worry in the light of Jesus' word during his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. And again we see the link between not being anxious or worried and taking these things to our Heavenly Father in prayer. I am not once much of a one to emphasize particular words. And I do rarely make reference, or I don't make ever reference to the Greek or whatever may be the background of a particular passage. But what I find interesting that Paul adds this word, petition. Did you notice that? Petition to, it, to this encouragement for us to pray in every situation. Now, the Google definition of position it's a formal written request, typically one signed by many people, appealing to authority in respect of a particular case. Now, we are not going to write anything to God, although at times it's not bad for us to write what we prayed about. And most likely it's just us asking, although at times again it's not bad to share what we're asking God about with others. For us British, we have a saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. But a petition to me is really something you're pushing your concern to the ears that need to hear it in a way. Earthly wise through many signatures is reinforcing a cause by showing that many people have that concern. But coming back to our verse, I think Paul, Paul is encouraging us to really push 
our worries into God's hands. Not just a few simple words, but really petitioning, pleading to God to act. Of course, we have the prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew 26, verses 38 to 39. He said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. When you are faced with concerns, when I am faced with concerns, don't be afraid to open up to God, your Father. Just as Jesus was, knowing and trusting in the end that God has you in his hands and his will will be done. And this will be the best outcome for you. And this is why we present our prayers and petitions to God with thanksgiving. God is listening. God will answer. God is not just there devoid. Please remember the title of our message today is Keys to Effective Prayer, Praying, Thanksgiving. As we give thanks to God in our prayers, it brings things back into perspective. And even in our darkest moments, the truths of the beautiful pictures that we looked at at the beginning still hold true. Enjoy another look at them. New life, an existing life. Creation in all its beauty. Success in the small things and the big things. And of course, salvation through Jesus. Just go back to the pictures a minute. Go back one, if you can. Uh Uh-huh. Here comes my supporter. Let's just um, let's just spend a moment and look at these pictures, and then close our eyes, and in the silence of your hearts, give thanks to God. Let's just do that. Take a look at the pictures, and then just close our eyes. Just thank God. Listen to God. I wonder what went through your mind. How did it feel focusing on the beautiful things and giving thanks to God? I wonder if even in that short moment that we allowed ourselves to focus on the goodness of God, we already began to feel a sense of peace flowing through us. Yes, Jesus, there are troubles in my life and in the world, but you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end the saviour of the world. 
And if you felt that sense of peace, I wouldn't be surprised because that's exactly what the Philippians verse is saying, predicts. Philippians 4 and verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a fact. The troubles are there. The worries are there. But God is there. And God is listening to us. And God is the same now, yesterday and forever. And he is worthy of our thanks even in the most difficult situation. As promised, wave to Trina. I asked the worship team to uh, come back up. I don't know which song they've chosen for us. Um, but I know God has been before them. And they will lead us in a song of thanksgiving. But before we sing, I would ask them to play quietly as I read through two passages again. But this time in the message version. To me, it adds new light and understanding to these passages. So let's just wait for them to assemble and then I'll read this together. Maybe if something could just be played quietly in the background, I'll read the... So these are those same passages, but taken from the message version. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus to live. And the Philippians 1, Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let positions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ places worry at the centre of your lives. Let me repeat that last sentence and then I'll hand over to Trina. It's wonderful what happens when Christ places worry at the centre of your life. Amen. Let's pray.